Trash. Trash. Thank you so much for coming on and thank you oh, so much for, and thank you for um, accommodating this weird thing that we do as humans uh, where we change the time and ruin people's lives uh, for at least a month and a half. So I'm glad that we're not I'm glad I'm not alone kind of but it, it's sad that it, it's it's spread across the world like like it, it spread like a virus I guess but I don't know. I what... always mess up something. I always it's... get something wrong. I'm just really glad that I was. Well, I thought I was an hour early, but I don't. I'm, I still. I'm still not entirely sure what's happened. But... <laughs> <laughs> We're still confused. That's okay. That's a fake news. All right, calm down. All right, uh, but but the. I don't know. What do you guys call it? What do you guys call it? Yeah, we call it daylight savings. Oh, so yeah. everyone calls it daylight savings? Uh, I don't know. What do they call so, yeah, it? What do they call it? And the, oh, go ahead, please. Sorry, go on. The, the, yeah, we we changed um, the name. Well, I was I was only aware of it recently that during the summer they call it British summertime. Ah, uh, yes. And then instead of GMT, so we then go back to GMT. Ah. No daylight savings time in Korea. Okay, that's fancy. That's cool. Uh, but 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 bummer. I just heard that BTS is going to be serving in the military. So I'm sorry, Ziggy. I'm sorry that that BTS is going to be out of the picture until 2025. And uh, you know, uh, my my solemn regards. In any case, welcome, Ziggy. Good to see you. Um, <laughs> so okay. What was the what is the reason that they do it over there? Is it because of the whole idea of like the farmers need stuff? Time? I think yeah, I think it's something to do with um because it's definitely darker in the evenings. That's yeah. the thing, and that's what everybody complains about. Mm, yeah. Is that um, by like four p.m. It feels like ten p.m. It's really late. Yeah, and it's uh, so I think they they do it to make it easier in the mornings for people ah. to. People are going to work. I see. I see. Yeah. It's um, crazy. Yeah, I think it's crazy because it like I I was reading somewhere where there was like the most the most suicides happen during daylight savings time. Uh, lots of depression happens. Um, mm. You know, like it, it seems that uh, I don't know. Like they were making the argument against changing it, saying that the kids will be walking to school in dark in the dark. So there's oh. all these like really crazy sort of uh reasons that they're that they're keeping it around but i don't i don't understand it yeah i think um and this is <laughs> this is just my opinion opinions are my own um <laughs> i think there are a lot of things that we do here in the uk that we do just because we've always done them and they don't make any sense anymore <laughs> and we still just keep doing it so um i think i yeah. think i think we i think we our two countries have that in common we just have this <laughs> Which is this is how we's all how we've always done it, and and this is just how we're doing it. So yay! Yeah, but it's stupid, <laughs> right? I, I I swear to goodness, like I, if 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 I was a conspiracy theorist, I would say they're doing it to mess with us, just just to keep us like a little bit off. Sort of like the idea of putting fluoride in the water. It's yeah, just, just an idea, guys. I'm not saying I believe it. It's just something that's out there. Um, but Nate, uh, you don't follow K-pop, Ziggy? How dare you? And you call yourself Ziggy in Korea? Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm embarrassed. 
for you. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. Thank you, Ziggy. Thank you for letting us know. Um, so, D, uh, let us know. Are you in London? Like, what? What? What is your like? your your full-time job is it just music what what do you do yeah okay that's awesome yeah and you're so, in london uh, yeah, right i'm a i'm a full-time musician i'm not quite in london i'm okay. a couple of hours um i'm a couple of hours south of london so um where where we are um so this is this is my studio where I work. I, I can hear some I can hear some yeah. bands rehearsing or something going yeah, on. Yeah, there's um we've got a session in next door, so they'll um Oh no wait, so you I'll uh, stop in a minute. Wanna, oh no 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 that's totally fine. We're, it's not it's totally fine. <laughs> you you gotta they gotta get their session in, you know? Um yeah. so so do you uh you you own a studio there and you record people and stuff? Yeah, so we um so I uh record and produce and um a little bit of, you know, artist development and vocal coaching and stuff like that as well, helping uh helping other people. I also do um production and um songwriting remotely, so we we produce artists sort of uh yeah, from everywhere really. We've uh, most recently had someone join us from Sw I'm going to say Sweden, but I think I mean Switzerland. Switzerland. Okay. That's a different country. Yeah. Um, yeah. Switzerland, Canada, loads of people in LA. And um, yeah, it's really cool. We have got a really cool space here as well. So we can have, you know, bands and stuff in. But yeah, more and more of it is um, more and more of it is remote, which is also really fun. That's love it. That's really cool. I, 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 um, I, I love that idea of sort of um, the artists that that you know like they go out and they play music and they do the thing but then they sort of uh, behind the scenes they're working a lot it, it, i think that's i think that's how you kind of get by in this industry is sort of yeah definitely i'm so i'm a full-time musician and an artist as um as i think you know and um so in order i think musicians have always had to juggle multiple streams of income to be able to you know, even even the biggest artists now, mm. like you know Beyonce and all of that, they make their money from selling perfume and yeah, you know, and and all that kind of thing, and and all the merchandising and stuff. So, um, a lot of artists have always had to have multiple streams of income, and um, you know, I I really enjoy uh, the variety. I really enjoy that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I I uh, yeah perform and compose and teach. And the combination of those things earns me a living as a musician the, the, most of the time i like that idea the 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 um uh the variety thing i think that's mm. one thing that because i really do enjoy performing i really do like podcasting i really do like doing uh production and video editing all that kind of stuff but i don't want i would never want to be doing one thing i don't know mm. do you share that sentiment yeah, definitely. There were um there've been periods in my life where um there've been a, two two times in particular where I was just gigging and writing and it was, you know, and it it was it, it was like a dream come true that's like this is what I've worked towards my whole life like all I want to do is and I, and when I say gigging I mean like my own gigs not playing at weddings and you know other kind of like right not not cover and gigs stuff like and stuff yeah yeah not like function gigs and stuff I was I was playing my own gigs and and writing and um and and all that kind of thing and it was and it was and it was awesome for a time 
And then I think particularly because I'm a solo art, I was a solo artist at the time. Um, it's actually really lonely, I get, I, you know, and, and after a while I kind of, it's like I needed the other things to, um, to stimulate the songwriting. So mm. it's, it's really nice to have, I'm, I, you know, I feel really, I feel really fortunate that I've had that experience, you know, a couple of times in my life where I've just had, you know, a relatively short amount of time where like all I'm doing is writing and gigging and recording and, you know, it's, it's just bliss. But after a while, I think it's artistic nature as well that, you know, you need something else to kind of stimulate you and stuff. And I really enjoy the teaching as well because it really keeps you grounded. Mm. And I think there have been some times where, um, so one of the things, so as a, as a composer, we've been put forward for some like shockingly high profile projects. And the problem with working in film is that you have to sign a non-disclosure agreement and you can never, all of the really cool stuff you can never talk about. <laughs> but, there, but there have been some things, so it's all like really, oh no, it's really cool, I promise. But um, there have been some times where it's like, we're on the cusp of something life-changing and then having to go and do a rehearsal with my community ukulele band, it just <laughs> it just keeps your feet on the floor. Yeah, it's like because all of this, you just get you know, you just it's an emotion, it's a constant emotional roller coaster. Mm. And um, yeah, just you know, the the the, the highs and lows are, are, are unbelievable. And having having something really constant, like. And and the vast vast majority of the teaching work that I do is with adults as well. So you can really have a, you know, you really really put like a group of people around you. And during the pandemic, that was really, I mean, I'm it saved us both. I'm sure, mm. my my husband and I, you know, and all of your work dries up and everything else is stopped. And at one point, all of the studios in LA were closed, weren't they? And like everyone we knew, everyone in LA, well, a lot of people in LA live from paycheck to paycheck. And everyone, everyone who's a you know scriptwriter or or whatever, um, are subsidising their income with working in cafes and driving taxis and and all of that had stopped as well. So people were leaving LA in droves. Like loads of loads of our friends from LA from LA moved within like six weeks because they just had, they couldn't afford to stay there. Yeah. And um and but amongst all of that, we still had our students, and we're really lucky with the way that we've the way that we've done it that we've actually built a community of people and I think that um from you know having had that experience of like I say I'm not complaining because it, I, I was really blessed blessed to have the opportunity to be able to just you know just work on my own music and nothing else for for a period of time but um it that was my kind of overriding feeling of it that you know it's, it's really really cool but it's actually there's a lot of it's you know it's it's quite isolating being a muso, and um and having you know having this other kind of stream of income where we've got we've got people who we see all the time and then you know year in year out, we've got a lovely little choir who are just amazing people. They're lovely, lovely people, and you know and our our, our ukulele band and we do charity gigs with them and stuff, and it's all really feel good stuff. And we've got people around us yeah. that um a lot of a lot of musicians don't and i i feel really grateful for that as well yeah yeah no you're right uh, i mean just you know having friends who travel around by themselves on the road and 
you know, it, it, it's almost like being like a stand-up comedian, right? Like you're just sort of wandering the wandering the land, playing and moving on to the next town, and and uh, you know, it, it, there's something romantic about it. You know, it's, there's something. It's, yeah, you're right, and it is really cool. It is right. And particularly, you know, especially when I was younger, I was a bit of a lone wolf anyway. And I did a lot of traveling, like solo traveling um, when I was uh, <laughs> I did it for as long as I could get away with it, really. But when I when I was when I was younger, I, I did um, I did do a lot of traveling and I enjoyed enjoyed being by myself. And, you know, it is it is really cool. There's a, there's some kind of freedom about you know, going away by yourself. And one of the girls in my yoga group recently um, has, has just gone on a, uh, has, has just gone on a holiday for um, solo people for the first time. And she was really embarrassed about talking about it. And I just said to her, oh my God, I love traveling by myself. <laughs> it's so cool. Mm. And like, and, and it's like, you know, if you, if you want to have mimosas for breakfast, you can like, just <laughs> do whatever you want, like, whatever you want. Yeah. And then, um, and it was, yeah. Um, and it, and yeah, it is very romantic, and it is a, it is a beautiful way to experience this life. But yeah, um, yeah there there comes a time where um, yeah, you just need to you know you need to come back to some kind of family or community or friends or yeah. whatever, and have have the people who know you around you. I think yeah, it's really cool to do it for short periods of time, and then like, oh yeah, yeah. No, I feel that so much. Like. Uh, it, uh, now I don't even like going on the road anymore. Now, I have a kid, I have a wife. You know, like I'm not, I, like when I leave home, it's just like yeah. I just I just well, well that's just me. I just have like visions of me dying on a you know on the road because Eddie can't drive right because he's a maniac. <laughs> you know, like you know, I get on my way and honking at people. A very aggressive driver, and he always insists on like driving the van. It's like, bro, okay, oh, uh, but dude, I love it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's from California. Those people over there, they don't. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I love California, but uh, no, there. I I like that. Uh, I like that idea though of the troubadour, but but it is like super isolating, and you're not really talking to people and. I feel that so much where you have to feel like you're part of a community because just being out there, mm. you, you you lose something, you know, if you just stay out there and keep going and, you know, you got to have a home base. Yeah. I was I was wondering um, what what so was it the pandemic that sort of curbed your the whole trajectory of, you know, solo artists and you know, traveling around or was it before the pandemic? Um, when did you decide that you wanted to sort of diversify and you know be more I, yeah I mean I've always done I've always done uh I've always had like a couple of projects on the go mm -hmm. and um and even you know even even when I was like playing by myself that you know there'd be the occasional thing that pop up where people want to go and um usually it would be back in vocals that somebody mm. wanted me to because they knew that they could just parachute me in and I'd <laughs> yep, yep, yep. and then I'd go and I wouldn't be like oh but I want to be in your band um, <laughs> yeah you know you get that you were hired to do a job and yeah. yeah 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 and um yeah uh, busk busk in the bbs hmm. what is so, the bbs um, 
<laughs> it's a uh, background vocals yeah oh okay okay i see yeah i, I thought you said yeah, busking busking the bb's and i was like wait a second are you busking <laughs> in some place called bb like what in is this <laughs> i get you now i get you now <laughs> yeah bv's bv's no worries I forget that sometimes sometimes you guys in the states don't call it that um, I've, got, I've got a couple of friends in California who always crack up when I say that because I'm not sure. I'm not sure if maybe they think I'm saying something rude. <laughs> I think there's some there's some kind of like beaver joke in there that I'm not getting. <laughs> Drop me in the BV and it's like whoa, whoa! I thought this was a What's professional that, relationship. It's not that funny. Like I'm obviously missing something. Missing something but, yeah. Listen, oh, D, I like you, but not like that, bro. Uh, <laughs> oh, um, Nader's asked the question. Step back. <laughs> Nader oh. wants to know if you've ever sang "Blue Bayou" by Lind Ronstead. That's very random, but I'm interested. You know what? There's every possibility that I have. Let me have a little Google. <laughs> I might have. A bank of temporary files up here. That um, no, yeah. I, yeah. There's only so much space you have in there before it all just you know yeah, something has to give. To I used to know the answers to all these things. Linda Ronstadt, I've definitely sung some of her stuff. I felt like her voice suits that song. I see. I see. I don't know what uh, that I've never heard that thank song. Thank you. That's very kind. Um yeah, I'll um I'll 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 get back to you. Sorry. Yeah, no worries, don't worry about it. I mean <laughs> I imagine Blue over Bayou. the span of your career that you've probably songs come and go. It's just how it works. Um, so I feel so bad I got a word. You know, I think I have sung this. Uh -oh. Yeah. I'm so lonesome all the time. I think the answer is yes, but not for a long time. Let's go. Let's go, Naders. You win. <laughs> Way to go, Naders. You have won. Uh, thank you for that question, Naders. I appreciate you. Uh, Cheers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I really liked um, uh. Well, first I I wanted to kind of close this up, but but so what was the actual decision to to diversify and kind of get off the road, or or have you just always sort of done both and you just kept it going? Yeah, just the nature of um of gigging as it as it went. I mean, we we built the studio uh six or seven years ago oh okay oh okay so and, you've been doing that um so so before that I, we were i was still on i was on this site and like operating out of the site but we didn't have this building mm -hmm. um and uh, since we've had the studio like more and more stuff was coming to us ah yes um and just by the nature of the kind of gigs i mean i gave up i gave up function work officially um oh god it must be no, it was since we since we had the studio actually. So I probably officially gave up function work um maybe five or six years ago hmm. and just concentrated on the band. And at that time, um it was just the trio. So I wasn't doing any gigs as a solo artist. And um and I was gigging with John and Chris. So um if any of you guys have um have looked at my Instagram or anything, um there's uh John and Chris. So Chris is a uh, bass player. And um, and John plays a lot of guitar, but he's like the noodly lead guitarist. And all of us sing. So I do the lion's share of the lead singing, but um, all of us sing a little bit of lead. And we've got this like kind of Eagles, Crosby, Stills and Nash kind of vibe. Ooh, and, okay. um, and it is the 
best band I've ever been in. Is this is, is this the is this the band that you did Crossing the Bar with? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So we opened yeah. the because that acapella is so good. I was just like, man, it's like living in like a dish of melted butter. I just wanted to live oh, in those harmonies. Bless your heart. Thank I just want to live in those harmonies forever. Um, God, those harmonies are a mystery to me, but I'm not a singer. Uh, but yet, yeah, so so you started concentrating on a band and doing your yeah, doing your stuff. and we were we were doing um, we were doing um, like little theaters and art centers. I'm not sure that you guys really have art centers over there, but yeah, we do. They're like you oh, do, yeah. Maybe like maybe describe it first. Theaters. I'm sorry, describe it first, and then I'll, I'll agree. I just yeah, we got art centers. What <laughs> what is an art center in the so, UK? Yeah, art centres here are like they're they're little theatres, but they, um, it's where all kinds of different arts cross mm. paths, and I just think they're the most amazing places. And this was like my dream when I was growing up. So mm. Like I wanted to, um, it wasn't so much the you know the stadiums and and, mm. and that kind of thing, but like the art centres are such a cool place, and like you can go, um, they have they have comedy on there, they'll mm. have. Um, all kinds of different types of music a lot of some of the more and more of them are doing education as well though that wasn't always the case um but also other things like um like plays and stuff yeah hmm. drama yeah hmm. absolutely plays some of them show um some of them show screenings for films and stuff oh, as right. well and um and uh visual arts so you can go and like be doing a gig amongst it basically in an art gallery wow. with you know all of some you know local artists or you know or bigger artists having a um what do they call it an exhibition mm. you know in the middle of all these art exhibitions and stuff and it's such a cool way um for for the, it, it's it's just a great place for all kinds of different types of arts and culture yeah and um and they're all over the country they're all up and down the country a lot of the time they're in really quirky buildings as well so they're like they're in um we have a thing here called listed buildings where like if the if the building is of a certain age and it's a certain type of architecture that it it becomes protected and you can't just buy it and build supermarkets on it and, oh, okay. and that sweet. sort of thing so a lot of them are like really cool places and have got a really cool history as well i love really quirky venues that have got character and oh God, yeah hundreds um, of years old that yeah <laughs> yeah i mean one of the one of the places in portsmouth which is not very far from from here uh was built by henry the eighth wow and it's like and the and the and the bricks are uh crumbling away and so so they've got you know all the, all the brickwork and then one of them being like half missing and somebody's just put a tea light in it <laughs> And so they've got all these like candles in the walls. Wow. It's so oh, it's, it's so beautiful. Yeah, that's then, that's amazing. Yeah. So we were doing lots of places like this. So mm. we were playing like little theaters, art centers, festivals, and stuff like that. But by the nature of it, we we never really needed to be away for any great length of time. So mm. we would do little tours, like you know, we'd go to um we go to South Wales and 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 be there, you know, be there for a few days, or you know, we'd we'd go. Uh, to Switzerland and be there for a few days um but we never really needed to be we never really needed to be on the road for for weeks at a time and I guess that is the benefit of um I mean you know America is such a big country that mm. it takes such a long time doesn't it to travel around so 
um, <laughs> yeah. we don't we don't have um, we don't have that problem because <laughs> everything's right. much closer together. Yes. So it kind of evolved into um, you know we would we would be able to do a a, a, a string you know a tour as in like you know one particular show that we'd put together and we would go out and we would gig it for that year or or whatever but we never really needed to be away for um a disruptive amount of time so we could all carry on with with um with the other things that we were doing and um yeah unfortunately 2020 was going to be our year we had some amazing gigs in 2020 that just never happened that that is been the story <laughs> uh, i cuz same here me and my wife we both we did an acoustic duo we we played a lot of places you know we we were traveling around doing stuff and yeah, 2020 came and you just watch your whole year's calendar goodbye in like one or two days right it was like, yeah. it wasn't it just like all that yeah. all that planning everything just down the drain that's, that's the thing and it's so much work mm-hmm. particularly when you know when you're independent like we are that yeah. you know all of that work um has already been done and it's just you know and the thing that I didn't come here to complain, but the thing that I found really difficult was the scheduling and then the rescheduling mm. and then, the, and then the reschedule didn't happen right. and then they'd reschedule it again and then it got canceled. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, just shoot me in the guts, man. I just, <laughs> just get it done. <laughs> yeah, so I... much admin. Like yeah. I can't even start with that. So, But I know everybody was just trying to do their best yeah. and it was just a really difficult time. Uh, yeah, totally. What? What? Now, there's been different. There's been a couple different answers that I've been given because I've been doing this through the pandemic. I mean, I've been doing this show for like seven years now. But like, you know, like talking to people through the pandemic and then after the pandemic, you know, people were like, uh, <clears throat> they were either like, I just sat there and drank and smoked weed and and, and watched TV or my phone. Or I went crazy and I just started working and just went nuts on my work. Uh, where did you fall on that? And, and and of course there was a there's variations of both because yeah. why not? <laughs> I mean things yeah, were weird. I mean, um, yeah, absolutely. I completely understand that, and I think depending on the nature of everybody's mm. personal circumstances, like the options available. Yeah. Um were very different and um I'm very lucky that we we live on site. Mm. And um and I basically got locked in at work. So yeah. <laughs> um so I was I was pleased about that. Yeah. Um because a lot of my, you know, a lot of <laughs> oh, I love you guys. Yeah. Um a lot of my colleagues and peers and stuff like that, they were, you know, got had to move out of their working spaces and got shoved into a box room at home and also had to homeschool their children i mean god i think i would have died if i had to do that (laughs) we're still homeschooling i just we we never stopped i understand man it's not easy it's not easy, but uh, we, but you know, the way it is in America right now, like everything, everyone's just gone crazy, and we're just like, we're taking our kid out of the nah, we're done with the schooling system. But we live a lifestyle that affords that, so you know, yeah. that's that we're, we're able to, uh, we're able to do that. Not everyone's able to do that, not everyone has the patience, not everyone has the, the know how to deal with the technology. I mean, there were so many grandparents out there that yeah. were just. I don't know. 
my poor kid's just going to be, you know, lose a yeah. year or two of their life uh, of education. So, and, and especially here, yeah, we were so far people behind. Are people are amazing who managed to do that. I feel like if both mum and dad work yeah. and the kid is at school and everybody got pushed back to the dining room table or wherever it is that they had to sit at home and everybody's trying to do the things that they needed to do i think people who managed in that kind of situation are heroic yeah it's like you know i could it i mean it was hard for us and a lot of things about it were very very hard but at least i could just focus on our problems mm -hmm. and um yeah and i you know um in answer to your previous question, I mean, obviously, all of our live work dried up, and all of our all of our gigs got cancelled, and and that kind of thing. Um, a lot of our composition work did pause for a while, but that's really like um, inconsistent anyway. Like, uh, you know, we don't have like regular things right. with that. Like, the odd project comes up here and there, and then we work on it, and then it goes away. So um, that was that slowed down, I guess, and. Um, but yeah, this is like I say, like because we had the students, um, I had to find something for them to do. Like yeah. I had to, and um, before before I was a full time musician, I worked for our health service long, long time ago, and they in the early early in the pandemic they were calling for people to come back if oh. um, like people who'd retired and people who'd left the NHS. And I had a little bit of a crisis of confidence of like, how can I just sit here, carry on playing the ukulele while the world is burning? <laughs> and I'm just going to sit yeah. here and go, la, 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 la. <laughs> With, you know. <laughs> um, and I was like, I, you know, I, I really did think long and hard about maybe it's time and I should go back. Mm. Um, I, I should go back to the NHS, but. Um, but you didn't. No. Yeah. And they you know, for, for various reasons, really. I mean, mm -hmm. this is this is a little bit of an overshare, but my um, my stepdaughter, who was living with us at the time, um, was really early in in really early stages of remission from cancer. Mm. So, um, so she's 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 that was a really difficult time, but she's she's made a full recovery and she's mm. really really well now. We're gonna give but some hand claps for that. <laughs> some love. That, that's, I'm so that's so good I'm so like god bless god bless yeah thank you it was mm -hmm. um yeah so I mean we'd only just gone through all of that we were still fresh out of that experience God, I can't and um and when sorry it's really heavy but like when when the pandemic first hit we genuinely didn't know if it would kill her if she got it <sighs> because it affects you it, it affects your immune system yeah, yeah. and she had um she had as part of her treatment she had radiotherapy on her spleen which um fuels your immune system yeah. so we didn't know we don't know whether or not it whether or not it works and and so we we had to shield her really really strongly early on and to be completely honest that is why i didn't go back to work yeah that's why i didn't go back to the nhs because it's like i can't be going into a hospital yeah. and and bringing it home like if we're gonna, if we're going to lock her up in a tower like Rapunzel <laughs> to save her life, then yeah. I can't, you know. Absolutely. So that was that that was that was a major that that was a major decision really. Well it wasn't a decision. It was like this we 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 had to be really, really careful. So mm. the three of us um really didn't see anybody 
yeah. at all. We didn't see anyone else for, for weeks and weeks and weeks. But we, um, we yeah, with the students, we, we put everything online. And I was like, don't think you're going to get out of choir practice because of this. <laughs> you know? yeah. like, we've got shit to do, you know? Yeah, for sure. And, um, yeah, and a lot of people, like you were saying earlier about the grandmas, a, a lot of our, um, a lot of the people that we work with are, are older and, and retired and stuff. And I think we taught something like, we taught something like 70 pensioners how to use Zoom in 48 hours. <laughs> Yo, you know what? Everyone had to learn. Everybody had to learn. That was the thing. It 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 forced people to learn some technology that they might not have learned before, which is I think it's pretty vital for for people just to exist now, since everything is on your phone or on the computer, and you know. So, I mean, it. it, But but luckily, my wife, she's a voice teacher as well. And a uh, ukulele teacher, actually. Oh my God, I should show you her ukulele. She just got this custom. And well, I swear to God, this is going somewhere. <laughs> Dude, check this thing out. This is a this is a custom uke. Oh wow! Uke. Look at that. Hold on, I got that you. is mean. Uh, this thing. This thing sounds like butter. I I wish it was mine. I wish it was mine, man. Well, I'll tune. But I mean, (laughs) it's so rad. I love it. That is so cool. But um, my wife, uh, that was a product of the pandemic. She was like, you know what? We're going to just spend this this stimulation, this stimulus money on this. And I was like, let's go. Let's spend it all on <laughs> instruments. I, I mostly spent my stimulus on weed, but which I kind of regret now. <laughs> I, I, it was a weird time. It was a weird time. It was a really weird time. <laughs> and really early on, really yeah. early on in the in the, in the pandemic, um, people were, and when, you know when, when people were, like profiteering from buying buying loads and loads of sanitizer they were like buying up yes. all the sanitizer and everything yes. and um, and people were wiping down their their kitchen surfaces with all of the all of the alcohol that had been in the back of their in, in the back of their alcohol cabinet in right. the back of their beer cabinet for years and i was standing there saying you're gonna regret that like <laughs> you're gonna need that <laughs> in a couple of weeks time you're gonna wish you had that to drink like you've been saving it all this time oh yeah you know? yeah but it was it was it was a really crazy time and it's like mm-hmm. however however everybody got through it is um yeah. yeah i mean you know one of one of the other things that was difficult for us was that just because of various loopholes and stuff like that here in the uk we weren't actually eligible for government help either <sighs> So we had to find a way of wow. making a living. Holy crap! That and, is um, yeah. So we haven't we haven't had any support or what or the any, fuck? We haven't, yeah, we haven't had anything. So that is so wild. That is so wild. And, and there's a lot of stories it's like scary. that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, and and like you, you're literally not allowed to work, and no one's gonna help you. So just sit in your house and starve. Like I don't get that. Yeah. Like that didn't even make sense to me. That's horrible. But I did hear about that too. I had some musician friends who, for whatever reason, probably because they didn't file their taxes right, because you know some musicians are just degenerates who are just <laughs> I can really do one thing and one thing only really well, and the everything else is just <laughs> terrible. Everything else is a dumpster yeah. fire, but this one thing I can do really good. Um, 
and, and so that happened. But yeah, I mean, that's horrible. It, it really is terrible that people did sort of get left behind in that sense. Um, but but you guys made it and it made you stronger, I only imagine. Um, and Yeah, and we had to, that's the thing, like we had to find a way mm. to keep going. And um, there are lots of, you know, and we had to find genuine business and genuine work. And and, and how did and you do that? What what were some of the do. tactics that you were using so, to drum up business? Um, yeah, so what did we do? I mean, um, so previously to the pandemic, um, we hadn't really made it public that Chris, who's in my band, is also my husband. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why didn't you make so, it public? I just don't feel like it's relevant. Like, you know, yeah. when we when we when we go out and we're playing, it's about the music, it's not about my personal life, it's not For about sure. Um, about that kind of thing and I didn't want um, yeah I don't know like people just sort of make assumptions about it. It, it was just it was kind of like it just it just didn't matter it didn't it didn't come into it yeah um, to the point where people didn't realize <laughs> when, um, so Chris and I um, in the early stages of the pandemic we did we did a live stream on on my band Facebook page um, every Friday night for 14 weeks, mm. like that first lockdown when everyone was like, oh my God. Yes. Yeah. And, um, and we would just, and we started getting a regular crowd and people were, people were coming and they were like getting their, you know, getting their drinks ready and stuff and sitting down with a drink and, you know, to watch a live gig and people would do requests and, and all that kind of thing. And we were just creating like a little bit of shape to the week for mm. people who just had an endless, endless, endless days. And, um, and it was and it was really good fun. But I was getting a couple of messages going. Is your band there? Is your band there? And I'm like, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> John is not here. Why? <laughs> you you know we're supposed to be in our houses. What's yeah. going on? You guys are just yeah. <laughs> doing with this. Yeah, and, I mean, I say all of these messages. There were there were maybe half a dozen people who went out of and I think well if there were there were that many people who've gone out of their way to contact me to tell me mm. that they think what I'm doing is illegal. <laughs> is that how many more of you, you know, yeah. how, how many more of you were thinking that? So yeah. um, Chris and I kind of had to come out as a married couple. <laughs> we had to come. <laughs> we're married, okay? We're married. It's okay. It's okay. It's just... People were so um, ready to, like, turn you into the authorities. <laughs> we... Yeah. And I, and I think people like genuinely worried that right right no i know like, they weren't just understand or maybe i you know maybe we were doing something but it was yeah it was that was just really funny that yeah they... that is hilarious actually no but what's interesting about you know here in the states that people were acting you know like i'm sure people in, in the uk were doing it as well but like People were just like they didn't care. They because we got into Twitch uh, really heavily during the pandemic. It's a live streaming thing. My wife plays music. She still streams on this platform and um, does pretty well. So like it, it's a uh, we just fell right into it. And and uh, what I noticed right away was just no one cared. Like bands who played on Twitch as a band. We're, we're just going to get together. No one, like, we, it just, they did not care. And it, it, and, and here in Ohio, I'm in Ohio right now. Like, mm. I, I would say the, the I mean, in 2020, during the summer of 2020, there was hippie festivals going on in Ohio. Just like, pfft, we, they didn't care. They were like, we're going <laughs> to, 
<laughs> they had these little hippie super spreader events, and uh, it, 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 you know, there is, there is a, a, a fast and loose nature to that. But I, I was appreciative of it because it was just like you know. I just felt like we're Americans are rebellious by nature. So like I, just something in me was just like, I, I, I like this. I really like that the people were doing it and no one was dying or anything. And, and it, as it turned out, you know, what sucks is, is that it affects everybody so differently. So like, yeah. you know, you don't know who or how it's going to affect you. So, but you know, there was no like major reports or any cases of, of these festivals actually do anything horrible, but I just thought that was really interesting that, and that was happening all over America too, but, mm. but especially here in Ohio, which is, I guess we just don't care. Um, we have, <laughs> we have a question from the, the chat and, um, from Ziggy in Korea. Uh, how often do you write songs and what's your process of writing a song? Oh, wow. That's a big question, yeah. Ziggy. Zig well, Ziggy knows. Ziggy knows. Oh, well, Ziggy's doing Ziggy. my... Ziggy's Ziggy. like, can we just get to the music industry stuff? <laughs> <laughs> How often do I write songs? So um, I go through phases of writing a lot, and then it sort of dries up, and then like overnight it just stops. And I have these, I've, I've learned to ride the wave over the years, Ziggy. So um, I used to, I think, I think when I was, I don't know, like, I, I guess I started, I started writing songs in earnest in my teens, I suppose. And, um, and, and there was always something I was kind of nibbling away at, but it would be much slower and that I would have like, you know, one song and I'd fanny around with it for, year, for you know, ages. And then, um and whereas now I think my, my process is much quicker and what is happening recently is that it's far too much. I get like four ideas at once Ooh. and I feel like this is the thing that's going to make me end up in hospital one day <laughs> that I feel like, so I've got like, and they play in my head, like the little bits that like simultaneously bits. I've got like four different songs playing in my head all at the same time. Wow. And that is, and it doesn't stop. Like if I've got to go teach a singing lesson, it doesn't stop. It just, <laughs> so, wow. um, yeah. So sometimes I go through, I go through these phases of like, um, so I, I kind of, I kind of describe it as, as creative flow. I don't know when um, Ziggy, if you, if you write or, or anything, you know, or, you know, do any creative things. Yeah, like, Ziggy's um, very, very, very cre creative and talented. Cool. Yeah. So you probably know that feeling of um, of like being in creative flow that people talk about, hmm. where it's like a different state of consciousness, like meditation. Um, and when you're in when you're in flow, when you access that, it can sort of it can come like a flood, and it comes really, really quickly. And blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And what I've noticed, and I'm not, um, I'm not trying to say that you know I'm special or anything, but what I've noticed is that for a lot of the people that I work with, and a lot of people who I've I've seen experience this with, that might last for maybe a period of hours, but for me, it's like a period of months wow. that I, I'll be in that state of creative flow for maybe three or four months. Wow, that's dope. And then one day I just wake up and it stops. <laughs> And every time that happens, 
it scares the living crap out of me. I imagine. Because I'm like, right, that's that's it. I've run out of ideas. And it's never coming back. <laughs> I'm never going to be able to do it ever again. I've got a proper artistic temperament of like, oh my God, I'm never going to be able to do it ever again. Oh my God, that's it. I've used up my last idea. What if I didn't do it right? Blah, blah, blah. So I, I do have like... <laughs> I do have a couple of professional processes as well, like when mm. I'm writing with other people. And right, because then you get, because what do you do when you're hired to write and like yeah. you're in that phase where it's like, I don't have, I, it's not there and it's, you, you've got to figure it out. So yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, that there, there are, um, circling back to Ziggy's question about what my process is. I've got like a handful of different things that, um, the like ways that it happens for me and then I've got a couple of processes that I know I can really rely on that will turn up a result so we do quite a lot of collaborating at the moment hmm. and um so is that Margaret Thatcher bouncing across the screen no that's Betty White <laughs> oh, okay. Betty White with a face tattoo <laughs> <laughs> that's okay I'm like, what did i do to make you think i'm like margaret thatcher um, <laughs> no 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 <laughs> oh, oh, no yeah oh no i got you it's betty yeah. no we, we wow. yeah, i don't have anything against margaret thatcher i just i don't have anything for her either so i don't, I don't i know that sometimes no. she, the people, people don't like her but really a compliment is it when people say <laughs> yeah i don't her. think i don't think i've heard margaret thatcher in, in the best light uh Wait a second. They did a study to get songs out of your head, and the number one thing was chewing gum. That's what Nader said. So chew gum. Oh, <laughs> that's interesting. I uh, think it's made worse by the fact that I want, I want to write them all. Ah, uh, yeah. And it's like because I'm tr I'm desperately like trying to remember all of these different ideas that are like yeah that definitely goes in that song over there and this is this one here and mm. that and that one might go with that one but I don't really know until I can listen to them both at the same time but, but I can't really hear that like and um yeah I know I I sound crazy. No, it just sounds like that. you're an ultra creative person who's constantly tapping into their source, so it's fine. It's, it. Yeah, thank you. That is that's a really nice way of describing like how it feels. Yeah. And um something that I learned a long time ago, um somebody taught me about songwriting in particular is that the um and I think it stands for lots of different creative arts that the creative process is fast yeah. and the editing process is slow. So like, there's always time to come back and like right. craft and fiddle and change that word that didn't quite work and and all of that and um so i've really learned to just get out of the way and let it come when it when you're having all of those ideas and stuff but yeah but at the same time i've worked really hard on my songwriting chops and um you know i don't uh i don't i don't believe in uh inspirational motivation i think they're you know they are luxuries mm. And, uh, it's not that I don't believe in them, but it's like if you're going to be a professional songwriter, you can't just oh I'm not feeling inspired today. Right. <laughs> Get over yourself, like <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. You need to go to work. You know, if this mm. is your job, then you then you have the, you acquire the necessary skills. So, um, I do I do um work really hard on that, and I continue to work on that, and and learn you know different songwriting skills and stuff so that and refine my songwriting craft so that when I'm in a room with somebody else that, um, yeah, you're never worried that actually I can't think of anything because there were these different exercises and processes and 
questions you can ask each other and ways that you can bounce it around until something starts coming like what like can you give us like an example or like um so there's a process so one of the things that i love about my little choir um is that we uh almost exclusively write and record our own songs Mm. So I've got a couple of processes that I do with them because a, lo- a lot of them have never even sung before, let alone written anything. Oh, wow. And they're all just ordinary people that, you know, they're just people who would have been perfectly happy in an ordinary community choir and just so happened to stumble across me and got stuck here and like, oh, my God, what is this? <laughs> and like, so if you imagine like trying to write a song with 12 people who don't know music and don't have any you know I don't have any like musical training or anything um but I'm really keen for everybody to participate because I want everyone to feel ownership so um I have a couple of a, a couple of different things where I'll like brainstorm rather than just jumping straight into writing lyrics which is what a lot of inexperienced songwriters do um and it's like and I'm talking about things to do when you're stuck like if you're having ideas and they're just coming, like I say, I just get out of the way. And the job for me there is is collecting everything and recording it, um, re- recording it quickly and accurately in a way that when I refer back to it, when I can't remember what it was, yeah, yeah, it, 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 you know, th- it's it's a different kind of task that you know when you are feeling inspired and you are having loads of ideas that the job is to find ways of catching all of that as accurately as possible. Um, with as much of the original context as possible so I've got various different ways of doing that and um, but if you're starting with like a process of okay so uh, you and me are going to write a song together what what do you want to do like um, with the choir I have a process where we'll so I will decide um, what type of song we want so like our set needs blah 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 so we're gonna write um we're gonna write uh we need a ballad we need another you know lovely gorgeous ballad um and we'll talk about themes that might suit that style of music so um so because it's a group of men and women I say we want to keep it non-gender specific Mm. and um I'm just somebody who wants people to feel uplifted when they're singing or they're um uh or they're uh at one of our shows or it doesn't necessarily mean that everything's got to be super happy but like to be um for 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 the music to be so I'm not a massive fan of like really sad subjects or really difficult subjects and you know tear jerker gut-wrenching kind of subjects so like we we talk about various different themes about you know what kind of things could we talk about that would be non-gender specific and um and you know give people give give people a nice uplifting warming experience when they hear it Mm. and then and then from then one and and then I've got all these other like little exercises that we do one of my favorite ones is um is song titles in a hat so I'd just give them like five minutes and um and little scraps of paper and like right so we're gonna write just write a song title just whatever you think is a song title and, and put it in the hat and then um, and then we go through and basically I pick one and we we extrapolate like what the story could be and then go through <clears throat> go through the process of like, OK, so we've got a theme, we've got a style of music. And then um, and then from there, it's like, OK, so what's going to happen and who's in 
who are the characters in this story and how does this one feel about this one and um where's the kind of like script writing techniques really like where is the friction where's the where's the tension and release and and kind of work back from there so we're all telling the story together and um that's something that anybody can do you know you just need to be a human with eyes who <laughs> can, or not even with eyes you know just a human with a heart who can right. um yeah talk and and yeah who, who can like come up with ideas and then the words come easier so the actual lyrics come out of all of that background work mm. and um but yeah there's there's loads of there's there's loads of different loads of different things that we've done one of my favorite. Sorry, I'm rambling. One of no. my favorite ones. This is great. <laughs> this is what podcasts are for. <laughs> it's for rambling. For people who like to ramble. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but it's not like it's just useless information. It's like if it, if someone's listening to us right now and they're like, I'm stuck. I have no idea how to get past this. And then you say something like, just put a bunch of song names or or, or you yeah. know in a hat and and just go for it. I mean, anything can be inspiration. Like that's the thing that people have to understand as an artist. Like you could be walking down the street and see a leaf fall and be like, oh sh, that's a that's you know autumn leaves. You know, it's, it's yeah. Like... There's so many cool things, and I'm so nerdy about this kind of thing, and I love it. Like that's there's, a, I don't know even know if this is true, but the <laughs> urban legend is that David Bowie used to have a pack of cards, like a pack of playing cards, and he would write on all of them something, like some kind of musical tool or something. And um, so he would have, like, you know, key change, um, time signature change, or, you know, loads and loads of things. And when he was stuck, he would just flick through the pack, and whatever came out, that was what he did. He would, like, he would use that. And at least that it moves you forward. It might not necessarily be the right thing for the song, but it gets you unstuck. Yeah. yeah and um, sure. I, I wrote, I wrote a book a couple of years ago and, and um, one of my, uh, one of the editors said that like, you know, you can't, you can't edit an empty page. Like if some, if you make something and it's not brilliant, you can go back and make it better, but you can't edit an empty page. Like you can't, right. you can't refine a song that doesn't exist. Like you have to get something down. Right. And um, yeah, there are loads of loads of great ways of doing that. I am um, going back to the choir. I um, <laughs> you would think that we are all twelve years old, like the, the way that I talk about them, but they're they're not. I think the average average age is at least fifty plus. Um, but we all behave like we're twelve. That's beautiful. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's probably it. my life's work that I've created. <laughs> environment for adults to behave like children but it's... that's beautiful that's what it's all about i mean our... children around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah keep those little mites out of here <laughs> this is our playtime yes exactly uh, yeah we wrote a song um we wrote a song called the season song and it was it, you know and st stuff stuff like that is quite easy to do because there's naturally a um there's naturally a structure there like here in the uk we apparently have four seasons although they're getting blurred around the edges now but yeah same um, we here. had this thing where you know we wanted to you know the spring summer autumn winter thing and i came up with this idea that i wanted the uh, there was there was so there's no chorus and i wanted to do what's called a jazz standard format so for those of you listening who are maybe not songwriting nerds that um so songwriters like uh like carol king and around about that time, like a song like Crying in the Rain, mm. for example, there's no chorus. You get a verse and then you get a refrain line. I'll do my crying in the rain. 
and um so you get two verses and then a bridge and then another verse at the end and the the chorus is replaced by a line that's repeated which is usually the main hook line which is usually the last line of each verse so there you go there's, there's a little songwriting lesson there so I came up with this idea that like I wanted to it just naturally kind of fell into uh jazz standard format for me and that what would be the autumn or fall is is the is the section that's different so um I pinched a poetry uh writing technique from a late friend of mine who is a poet and went used to go into schools and prisons and stuff teaching poetry mm. and teaching people to write poetry and he yeah is a very very dear friend he died very suddenly yeah. it's very sad and I found some of his lesson plans online I'm like I'm going to keep this wow. and um, and it was just, it was just so Keith all over. He's another one who's just such a big kid. And I think that's important, like, to keep that childlike mm. joyfulness and excitement is really important for creativity, I think. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, and we, so we did this thing. So this this is all, I can't take any credit for this. This is all Keith's idea. That um, he, So we, we wrote just words or like any word that you associate with that time of year so any word that you associate with autumn or fall um and we're just going to write individual you know just one word on one piece of paper and we had cut up you know these little little um strips of paper i've still got them somewhere and um and we'll and we'll just uh one word per piece of paper and then it goes in the pile so everybody did that. And I was like, and how easy is that? You just write, you know, bonfires and it's it and it and, and it's in blackberries and it and it goes in. And and then um and then I had a fan and I just dropped them like this in front of the fan and they went all over the room, all over the floor, and then you just put them in order. And then if you like the order that they if you like the order that they came in, you can keep it. And if you don't, you just move it yeah. around. But it just gets you out of that. It gets, they're just things to kind of mix up the natural habits that we all have. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, and it's, it's beautiful. Actually, you can, um, you can see it on YouTube. It's called the season song by the Igloo choir. We made a video for it actually during lockdown where everybody was doing like costume changes. It's hilarious. It's so funny. One of my students, one of our members, David, is um, was in his late seventies at the time, and for the summer verse, he was wearing um, he he wore swimming trunks and a snorkel. Oh. Of course, when you're on Zoom, what can you see? <laughs> his bare chest, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> naked with a with a snorkel on. They are so funny. I love them to death. Um, okay, so oh, hold on. Where are you at? Oh, oh sorry. there you are. That's it. That's the one. The one in the middle with all of the oh, the, the, the okay the strawberries. Yeah, that's the one. Well, we got it now. We gotta kind of listen to it, right?
I'm I'm wondering, was it was it hard? I mean, because everybody's doing this remotely, was it hard for uh, was it hard for them to all line everything up? Was it was it a challenge? What, so, um, the way that we did the recording, they dealt amazingly well. Like everybody adapted to going online, but the hardest thing is a choir rehearsal because the point of being in a choir is to sing with other people. With other people, yeah. And um, it's cardinal sin, really, to take, a, to take a choir singer out and put them on their own. And um, they all dealt with it amazingly well. But we um, we did some kind of little workshops with them about how to record themselves at home. <clears throat> and everybody recorded their, everybody recorded their vocals um, in their in their own houses and sent them in, and we compiled it here in the studio. Wow! I, so, so wait, we're, we're, we made the video. They're singing along with the recording, oh, so that's not the Zoom audio. Right, right, yeah, because the Zoom audio is terrible. But the it's uh, trash. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but the. Um, I mean, like, what what were you guys like? I mean, you you had to tell them how to download a DAW, and like, I mean, what were you you using one of those no, free DAW? No, they it was like singing to singing into their phone. Oh, mostly. okay, okay. Yeah, and I I was really I was really amazed actually at how well it came out. Because... Yeah, that sounds really good. These microphones and these phones now. I, I have a friend yeah. who's an audio engineer, and he's just like. Uh, I need I need some I need some BVs uh, for this song. Can you can you do something? So I don't have my I don't have my I don't have my studio set up. Oh, just record it onto your phone and send it into me. And I'm what? And he's like, yeah, just record it on your phone. Just make sure you're not like singing directly on it. Just hold it a certain direction. And just sing it. And they yeah. did, and it sounds great. It sounds fantastic. Yeah. They they put that stuff together, and whatever plugins and wizardry he did with yeah. it, it sounded beautiful. So that's amazing. I mean, that sounds really cool. And and thank you, you guys. They you guys killed I'm it. I'm so proud of them. They really they they really work really hard, and, and you know nobody would forgive them for not <laughs> wanting to be in a choir while they're on Zoom. And you know what? I was trying to do. I, I was trying to do uh, improv classes on Zoom and it was just, <laughs> it was just a nightmare. <laughs> like I was just like, listen, keep the money. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> keep the money. I don't want to do this. Just let me know when you guys open back up because I, I just can't. You know, I don't want I don't want a refund or anything. Yeah. Just do your thing. Uh, we have another question here and it kind of jumps off of, so when you're in those modes of like, when, here, let me get back to this. When you're in those modes of, um, of like, you know, heightened creativity where you have like three mm. or four songs going on, Ziggy wants to know, um, is multitasking hindering when you're trying to get those ideas down? Um, there's definitely... A very fine line between it being the best feeling and so stressful I just <laughs> don't know what to do with myself yeah. I think um yeah there are there are times when I'm definitely overwhelmed with the number of things that there are to do and um and I think that is the nature of, of of being a muso, actually, that, you know, you're always pulled in a hundred different directions all the time. Definitely. And, um, yeah, it definitely, um, I think, yeah, hindrance is is, uh, is a good word for it. It's definitely 
uh, a necessary evil that you know there are always things that you always things that you have to go and do and you know even if even if you're Beyonce like you know you have to go and do PR interviews and and mm. you know you have to go and do stuff so um learning how to work with that has definitely something I've got better at yeah. over 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 time yeah I imagine I imagine you gotta yeah. like hone that in or else it's gonna it would just drive someone you could drive someone crazy I remember hearing like Elon Musk talk about his like my how his mind works and it sounds kind of like the same where it's like he has like just different streams of consciousness going all at the same time. Yeah. I've seen like a young composer who was sort of this um uh, prodigy, he was a child and um he was saying the same thing. It's like I have like four or five different compositions going on in my head right now and he's like it, the dude who interviewing and he's like nine and he's he's like wait they're going on right now and he's like yes right now and he'd walk around with his little finger conducting like in his head while he walks around and he, and he ended up I, I can't remember who that kid is he he, he ended up coming becoming like a, a pretty well-known composer and stuff but yeah uh i mean what else is he gonna do that those those are the type of people who are just sort of born and it, what i find interesting is that this is something that developed for you that it wasn't like that just off the bat is that right or or is that something um, I... I think i was always I was always very creative and I was always uh, very imaginative, like mm -hmm. even from really, really young. I, um, and that became channeled into music. Like I always used to write stories when I was really small and mm. um, poetry. Um, and it was always, yeah, I could always imagine. Yeah, I, I had quite a, a fertile imagination, yeah. I guess, for, for as long as I can remember. Yeah. And it just got channeled into music as I got older, and um, and I think I've got, I've got better at, um, yeah, I've got I've got better at all of those things. Like I've I've got better at um, recognizing when I am inspired, and I've got better at recognizing things like just observing my own obsession with words that so much of the time like people will say something i think oh that's really lovely and i'm like and i don't mean like what you've just said is lovely i mean the words mm. are lovely like somebody said yesterday the fuel runs out and the flame goes out and i was like that is a lyric mm. and i'm having it and it's like, and it wasn't somebody who's ever going to write a song. Right. It was just, it, but I'm it was just like, that. I just love the way that it, just, just the way that those words like tie around each other. Mm. And I think, I think I didn't understand, I didn't understand that about myself. And I, um, you know, that there's that, there's that sort of thing. And, and I'm still, I'm still evolving in this um, ebb and flow of, yeah, just riding the wave of what it's like being, being creative like i say it's like there's no warning i think the warm-up sometimes is slower it's like it doesn't start very suddenly but it always stops suddenly mm. so far <laughs> um that so far the way that it happens is that it stops suddenly and i think sometimes that's because i'm at saturation point and it's like mm. right i've got 20 songs on the go right and i'm now getting frustrated that it's like now i want to go and finish stuff and right. i think that's probably where it comes from yeah it um, used to come in seasons for me which is very interesting like it would be like winter 
and then into spring and then summer is by <laughs> until I started becoming a writer for, you know, other artists and stuff. That was you know then you don't have a choice then you're just and what it's same for me and my wife we we do composition work and stuff for artists and artist development and stuff like that too and it's uh it, it, it i just got <laughs> i was just i was like literally pissed off the other day because i i after the pandemic where i'm at i'm kind of in a butthole part of uh, of the country uh so when the pandemic hit the music scene really took a hit really hard here and uh, so I, I had to go back to a day job and it, it was, it, I forgot, what, what, what were we just talking about? Oh my God. <laughs> what were we just talking about? We were talking about um, being in creative flow. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Stopped. And I got pissed yeah. off because we got a job come in and I made like, I made more than I make in a week for about an hour and a half's worth of work than I do at my day job. And I'm just like, this is, this is insanity. <laughs> this is like, yeah. I just, and then like, you know, I'm waking up and going, this, which I actually like my job that I have. I, I, I'm a cook. So like, I, I like cooking. I love cooking. So it's not something I hate doing, but it's mm. like, I'd rather not. I mean, it's yeah. cool and stuff, but like, I'd rather just be home with my family writing and, and doing this. But um, but, but, you know, like you are saying that that's not like mm. a constant, you know, we're not constantly putting songs together and making a week's worth of pay in, in like an hour and a half, mm. because for me, I could just put a track together really easily. If I just have like the idea, like, what do you got? What do you need? Yeah. Okay. I'll boom. I can slam it out and let's go. And then like you're saying, go back, edit, yeah. add the, like, you know, the, the shiny glittery fun stuff and. And then, you know, call it a day, but I, I tore right through that and, and I still was able to watch The Handmaid's Tale that night too. So it was like, <laughs> it was tight. <laughs> I was living the good life. But yeah, it, it, it's it's really interesting how you can actually train your brain to uh, create these pathways that even when you're not in that space of writing and stuff, like you can just sort of like, okay, mm. I can do this. And I, you know, like it, this is something that I can do. And I feel like as an artist, you really have to, 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 um, trust yourself, uh, and to know that that's going to happen, that you're able to do that. Oh, Naders. Yeah. Okay. I'm so sorry. Let me ask Naders. He's about to leave. Naders, hold on. What's your thoughts on three drummers? <laughs> that's his question. What's your thoughts on three drummers? My thoughts on three drummers. <laughs> yes. Oh man. I don't think I have any thoughts on three drummers. <laughs> Thank you, Naders, for that amazing question. I'm sorry not to be more interesting. It's okay. No, no, no. It's an inside joke, kind of. Like there's, there's like there's this person that keeps coming back here who's part of the community, but they keep coming back and they ask like every every musician is like, you need more drummers, <laughs> three drummers. It's very funny. I've had quite a lot of bass. I've had a couple of songs where there's a lot of bass tracks. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, um, <laughs> dealing with that much bass did you have to mix it yeah oh god that sounds like a nightmare <laughs> having all these bass like having to manage all that low end all right yeah Naders, be well buddy good to see morby thanks for popping in i hope you i i know it's late for you morby so thank you for popping in and say hi oh and then morby has to ask are you into uh you into waxed legs that's what she wants to know waxing oh holy mother of god is there anything 
I mean, what did we do to females that that became an acceptable thing to do? I agree. Once in my life, I was waxed, <laughs> and I will never do it again. I'm like, same. Wow. Same here. <laughs> I mean, if that's if that's your jam, then no, it's know, not my jam. But but they it, like, but yeah, they want they like to it torture was one me. Of the most painful things that's ever happened to me. It's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. And like, I can't imagine. Like, you know, I'm not trying to be gross or anything, but like, especially for ladies who are like, you know, down in that region. And like, oh my god, how could you do that? Like, I, I, it was, it's horrible. I, I, I absolutely agree. Uh, yeah, down with waxing. Bad. Uh, let, I don't care. Like, I'm not one of those guys like you got to shave everything. Cause I'm a dude and you're my woman. It's like, you know what? Sometimes you miss and I don't care. I, like hairy legs don't bother me. It's, I, uh, what does, what does she think? Uh, uh, who? Morby? Sorry, who asked the question? Morby. Morby's only, Morby. Morby asked it just to be, just cause another inside joke thing. Uh, it, I, uh, I did like a subscription goal. What was it? September? September. Yeah. So, uh, I did a subscription goal for my Twitch page and we hit our goal and the, and the, the prize was to, uh, to, I had to wax my legs. And so I waxed my legs on stream uh, and my wife took I so much pleasure see. in it. She thought it was so funny to see me like tear up and it was painful. It was horrible, yeah, but it was a it, good lesson. It's crazy it is it's really crazy yes i, I see i get it now but morby i do want to know morby are you into waxing do you, do you wax i've never waxed my legs actually i tried once they were ish quality it didn't work nah. well there you go <laughs> morby guten tagen is that what <laughs> is that what you said guten tagen i don't know these germans uh <laughs> guten or, tag or or at least or at least uh German, uh, German living people, people who live in Germany. Jeez Louise. <laughs> I love my overseas friends. Welcome. Thank you for being here, Morby. I know it's late for you, my friend. Um, the, so the, so no waxing. We, we're not into waxing. Uh, waxing. <laughs> you know, um, so I, what's interesting is, uh, oh, guten tag, uh, uh, DL, uh, this is what Morby said. Um, you know, talking about writing and stuff, um, I, I saw that you have this thing going on. It's called One Girl, One Guitar. And so yeah. I'm just wondering how that fits into your whole, like, phases and stuff. And is that yeah. an exercise to, like, sort of um, span, <laughs> expand your wings on writing? Like, exercise these songs. So One Girl, One Guitar was kind of I, – I, I think I dreamt it up in about five minutes. <laughs> And um, and it was during one of these most recent periods. I think during August, it was like I would I I just had so many songs in my head that I was I was struggling to hold a conversation. It's wow, like debilitating. I'm not bragging. No, it's really no, no, no. Do you have ADHD, by the way? <laughs> no. Wow. I don't. No, I'm dyslexic. Okay. Okay. So there, you have some sort so of neurodivergence type something thing. there. Yeah. But um, yeah. I think I just I'd done a lot of um, I'd actually, yeah. I'd read a couple of books that have really inspired me, and then I was working with a couple of people that had really inspired me, and. Um, and it was all of these things were just aligning and we had a really lovely summer. So you get these really, really long days where like I'm awake really early with the birds, which just lights me up. I love it. Mm. And 
Um, and I just, and I think that energy, that energy was just really high in me. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do with all of these songs. And, um, and it was kind of, and, and of course, one of the things that slows down the release process is having big productions because it all takes time. Like you've got to have, you, you have to get in the studio. You all have to be there and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, you know, this is an opportunity. There, there were some other things as well that came into it that like, I was quite slow, um, to embrace streaming platforms and stuff like that. Like I've been gigging for such a long time mm. and, um, and it never really, it, it wasn't really that, I mean, I didn't like have a problem with it or anything, but it just, it didn't, it didn't inspire me. It wasn't something that I was interested in kind of, you know, going out of my way to pursue. Yeah. But um, the more and more, you know, as, as things go on, like more and more artists are making their money from merch and stuff like that. It's like, I don't want to spend my life peddling t-shirts. That's not. <laughs> that's I got not, this that's hat, y'all. I got this hat. Links in the bio. <laughs> oh, mother of God. And I'm like, I just can't. I really, I really struggle with that. I, I get thought, it. You know what I mean? Like I do. And I do. Like, it you sucks. Gotta come up with all these different things. And it's like, yeah. but that's not my skill. You yeah. know, I've spent, I've worked really hard and continue to work really hard on getting good at songwriting and getting good at composing and getting good at producing and stuff. I do not want to be getting good at making napkins. I just, that's like enough of learning different things. So it was partly it was partly that it's partly that um, I wanted to embrace the digital space because um, it's a way of reducing my carbon footprint and um, I'm a bit of a tree hugger and I want to do what I can to um, to help and just you know make more and more artists are saying things like basically I need you to buy my CDs because it's the only way that I make money and if you want me to be able to continue doing it and it's like I don't want to. That is true, yeah. but um, I don't want to um, make something that is essentially useless yeah. that somebody is not going to use. Um, so it was it was kind of a way of exploring the digital space, and because it's all digital, like I can just release one single at a time, um, and it's a nice way of um, it's 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 a nice way of. Uh, you know, having of doing something interesting that people can be part of. So, like, you know, we just released. So we're we're five we're five singles in. So so the one girl one guitar thing was that I'm going to release. Um, I'm going to release uh, an acoustic single every two weeks for a year. Was the initial idea. Whether or not that actually ends up happening will remain to be seen. But like that was the idea. I'm gonna I'm gonna release. So we're, we're five in, and I'm actually loving it. It's oh, really no. great. It's really cool. So um, it's okay to cry. Came out on Friday, which was the fifth, the fifth, sig the fifth single. Um, everything is recorded and set to release up till the end of December, and I'm currently writing for January. Nice. So I'm like, so I'm doing PR. I'm, I'm doing PR for the ones that are already out, and the and the ones that are coming up, mm. and I'm writing and I'm writing for January. So I'm not that far ahead. Mm. And um, so it, people can actually come, you know, on this journey with me. And when they say, oh, so when did you write this? And I'm like, about three weeks ago. <laughs> like, everything's really fresh, you know, everything's yeah. like, um, like really new. And that's and, and that's that's really exciting. Like, you know, when you release an album and it's, you, it, I mean, when Fearless came out, it, it probably took me three years to get that album out. Mm. And and 
it's an absolutely monumental effort. By the time the album comes out, you're absolutely knackered. And um and, and then it's like, you know, you get a week of, oh, that's really nice. And mm. and then everyone's like, and then it's all over. And it's, it's next. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's really hard to like keep the momentum going. The last thing you want to do is more recording. So it's yeah. it's a really nice way of um really bringing it back to the song as well. The like um, it's really making me think about my guitar parts because I just got, you know, I've got all of this fancy equipment that like you just come up with a nice chord progression and that's as hard as you need to work. And, yeah. you know, with, within a couple of buttons, I've got orchestras and, yeah. you know, all, all kinds of stuff. And it's really bringing it back to the craft, which I think is uh, something that, you know, all of like th- this kind of like outpouring of song ideas and stuff. Um, I feel like that's an honorable response to that, that, the, rather than just like next and just whacking them all and you know whacking them all out, yeah. But like to really think about, um, so yeah, it, it was that that's kind of that's that's kind of where it came from. And I think all of the songs are all really different. And it's just it's one of the things that's always been a constant. Like I say, I've done so many different things um, as a musician because you have to to survive mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, and I, and the thing is, I love all kinds of different types of music as well. And there's um, that can be quite hard. You know, if you're like, I'm a folk singer and that's it. <laughs> that's actually like the little boy who wakes up when he's four and decides he wants to be a fireman and there's no plan B. It's like you all you don't have any anxiety about whether or not you've made the right decision is, you know, so um doing lots and lots of different stuff when you know when I've been in funk bands and I've been in disco bands and I've done top lining for a dance label in Amsterdam and you know all of this different stuff um but one of the things that's been a constant is that I have always written songs with my guitar ever since before I could even really play guitar it was like one of the first things I did was make stuff up Hmm. um and so it's it's a kind of back to my roots um bringing it back to the song bringing it back to um why i started doing this in the first place really embracing the creative process and and honoring that whilst also doing something in um i hesitate i hesitate to use the word modern because i don't feel qualified to say what that is but like you know in in a way that reflects how people are consuming music at the moment Mm. I think I think that actually is a great way to lead into this next question that Ziggy's asking is like so do, do you prefer the single releases as opposed to like an album or an EP? Um I from all of them. I like all of it. How about yeah. from how about put some parameters on it from a personal preference and from an, a marketing perspective? Um I think it's a really nice way, like the single releases. I've never had the, like, we never had the opportunity to do this before digital platforms existed. Mm. And um, it it was, you know, to, to put out a single was almost as expensive to put out an album. So it was almost like a waste of time, really, or <laughs> waste of resources right. to, to do that. It's like, if you're going to do something, it needs to be, it needs to be something meaty. Right. And, um, and, you know, I love, um, I love an EP and, um, and I, I really love an album. Um, but what is really nice about this, about this single thing is that you, you're getting a little bit of almost instant gratification kind of hit yeah. with it. And, um, and a lot of musos, 
um, you know, we're instant gratification kind of people. Yeah. And, um, and a lot of the time that doesn't get satisfied because you have to just, you know, wait until, you know, you book a really amazing gig and you have to wait 18 months until it comes around, you know, yeah. it's, um, so there were definitely benefits of both. I do love an album project. I haven't done that many EPs to be honest. Um, but I do love, I do love an album project because to me, that's a, that's a meaty piece of work. That's yeah. a, um, that's something that you can really, that you can really get stuck into. Um, I tend to, my albums tend to have been, um, they're all really different. All of my albums are really different and each one of them has like a, a has a different kind of feel. Um, and I think the, that's, that's where I like to go with an album that it's like, it has a, there's, there's a cohesion about it. Like my favorite albums, I fell in love with my parents' record collection when I was really young. And um, my favorite album, some of my favorite albums were like, um, like the B-side to Abbey Road. Mm-hmm. where it just goes from for if anyone listening hasn't heard it go and listen to it and all of it with headphones yeah no distractions no phone no telly just sit down and listen and pay attention because it's amazing but like it goes from one song to another to another to another and it takes you on a journey and you go on that like if on a journey um with that story and i think an album is a really lovely yeah. um a really lovely art form to explore that kind of thing rather than it being these are the most recent 10 songs I've written. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, um, it's an interesting <laughs> question. Thank you. That's made me think about that well, actually. Well, you know, yeah. like what, right now, I mean, I just got an email from CD Baby talking about like, uh, uh, and CD Baby is like a music distribution for anybody listening that doesn't know. Uh, you can put your music on there and it'll send it out to like Spotify and Apple Music and all that stuff. But CD Baby sent me an email and, and I've also noticed this trend is that uh, it's like they, they're saying from a marketing point of view, singles are great. Because it keeps people coming back and keeps like the audience knowing it, that that something's coming more and not just like an album dump mm. and and then you know a year later, um, and then they're saying to uh, that you can release a single and then release it under the same uh, number. I forget what that number is called, but if you keep releasing it under the same number, eventually each single will add up into an album. And and then yeah. so by the end of the year you'll have an actual album already done, which I've heard that is some uh, uh, ways to do it. Now that's just from a marketing point of view. I you know mm-hmm. take it for whatever it's worth, but um, you know you get a lot of uh, hip hop rappers, hip hop rapper, <laughs> hip hop rapper guys who uh, who are doing this and and, and finding success and finding success. But, yeah. but and make sure you guys uh, clicking on those links that I just dropped in the, the chat there. Make sure you go and check out her music. You can follow her on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you follow her up and 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 stay up to date with her. And if you're listening on the audio end, make sure you go in the show notes and click around and, and support your girl because uh, she's doing some amazing stuff and some amazing. Thank work. you. What, that's awesome. <laughs> yep, hip hop really rappers. Cool. That's right, Morby. What's your favorite <laughs> song of what's your favorite song of yours? What's What's your favorite song that you Oh did? wow. My favorite song of mine. Hi hi hi. Um that's a tough question. I think How about the latest single? 
the latest. <laughs> the you latest. know what? It is. It is one of my favorites. Really? That's the, awesome. most, the most recent one. I'm. Yeah. I. It's. It's quite quirky and it's quite different. And I think it's just like getting into. Um, Ed Sheeran allegedly said that songwriting is like turning on an old tap that, like, an old faucet that you haven't that um that, that's been turned off for a long time. And when you first turn it on, um, what comes out is all you know brown, muddy water and stuff but the longer you leave the water running the clearer it gets and like whether or not he actually said that um i i like the image of it and <laughs> yeah I do and, and i think where i've been concentrating on um making the guitar parts interesting because uh, the other thing is i've been in a band with john and chris they're both so amazing they're such amazing musicians i haven't had to do a lot of playing really it's like I haven't had to work very hard. <laughs> just show parts. up with the mic. <laughs> I just yeah, I show up and I sing and I played some chords when John's having a noodle and like you know I never ever thought I would be good enough to be in a band with these guys. And I I mean you know Chris is amazing. He he's Chris was on tour with Billy Ocean. Oh, cool. he was he he was Billy Ocean's musical director when really? he was nineteen Caribbean years old. Queen, Caribbean Queen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he was and he was 19 years old and the rest of the band were twice his age and they all Holy hated him. Shit. And was... it's like, you know, he was he's amazing and I'm like, oh my god, I'm on tour with Billy Ocean's MD. Shit, yeah, we need to get it's Chris like, on the show. We need to talk his yeah, ears off. He's he was around. Oh, it's uh, we, he's we, gone. We'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll talk we, off we, there. Because <laughs> hey, I mean, he's, he's got a lot of really good stories. Yeah, yeah, we can. If if you want to do this again, I, we can bring. Oh Chris yeah, 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 for fun. sure. Yeah, we could have you but, both on. It would be fun to have like a little <laughs> husby wifey thingy. Um, when will you be on Twitch? Is what Moving da Dutchman wants to know. We did one. Th I have got a Twitch. We did one thing on Twitch right at the beginning of the pandemic, and I think there was just so much going on. I couldn't really get my head around I it. I know it's it's so um, confusing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh but yeah i think there's 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 one broadcast so all of my social media is dl music uk d-i-e-l-l-e oh, let me see if i can yeah music uk and i think i i mean yeah i haven't looked at it since like april 2020 or whatever it was but um we we did um we did a live broadcast we so we somehow worked out that we could broadcast from here to our local radio station and we did a we, we did a live broadcast mm. through the local radio station and that was on twitch we oh. streamed in the studio on twitch that's like cool. what we did here that's really cool that well there you go moving <laughs> dutchman she's already on twitch all right so eat it <laughs> eat it <laughs> um yeah can we, can we listen to a song guys but thanks for asking <laughs> Can we can we listen second follower? Oh no, okay, watch out. Hold on, I'm about to. So I just put a shout out for you. So now we're gonna just go and run up some follows here. Oh yeah. Now I'm I'm fourth. Oh, you're third? Okay, everybody's on. Oh, and Gail's on. Cool. Uh so uh is it cool if we play one of your songs? Would that be okay? Yeah. If, uh, I mean, I know I asked you to perform, but I know that the tr the music or the it's trash trying to come through here. So <laughs> no worries, Ziggy. No worries. I know, I know you, I know you got, I know you're a worker, you're a worker. Uh, let me, let me pull. So I, I pulled, where is it? I thought I had your song whip. Okay. There we go. I got a song whip. We're going to Spotify here. Okay. So your latest single was what now? It's okay to cry. It's which okay. Is the, okay. Yeah. Should the we most listen? Recent one. Should we listen to that? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so we're going to listen to uh, 
uh, DL's latest single off of the One Girl, One Guitar project. Are you calling it the One Girl? I'm calling it a project. Yeah. Okay, sweet. And uh, you can definitely find that in the show notes. So go and give it a listen and enjoy. Oh, I'm going to turn this up and turn this down so I don't blast people's ears off. All right, here we go. <laughs> I think... It's okay to cry if it hurts So kick off your shoes and untuck your shirt It's okay to cry if you're sad Maybe another day you won't feel so bad You don't have to try to be brave So many stories end that way You don't have to try to be strong I still love you when you're wrong. Oh, it's okay to cry. Oh, oh, oh it's okay to cry. I, I love you just as you are. Unique, imperfect, bizarre. It's okay to cry if you're low You have to go there to help us grow It's okay to cry if you're scared We all have days on a wing and a prayer You don't have to fix everything If you don't come first you can still get a win You don't need to catch the North Star Cause you are treasure As you are They love you. They love you. Thank you, guys. It was really weird because I couldn't actually hear it. So oh, I was just fine. watching all of the things <laughs> out across going, I think that's good. Oh, thanks, yeah, they guys. are good. Those are the emotes that they have there. <laughs> you know, oh, Mighty Mighty, thank you so much for those claps. I do have the, the, the alerts off, though, so... Uh, the have you come to a point then where you've been having trouble 
oh, oh, moving Dutchman, thank you for those claps, buddy. I appreciate you. Uh, <laughs> have you have so have you had any problems with uh, churning out any any of these songs, or are most of these been pretty smooth sailing? It's it's been okay. It's been okay so far. I don't want to get cocky, <laughs> but um. I think, yeah, because the other thing is like, you know, when you're writing songs so fast and everything and everything's coming out, obviously not everything is brilliant. And, but often you don't know that till you've got a little bit of distance from it. Mm. So when I started it, I had, I had like, you know, all of, all of these songs and, and they're like, actually, you know, that's like, that's okay. That song's okay. But um, I don't just want to turn out, you know, 26 okay songs. Um <laughs> Yeah, so I, okay. I was, yeah, so I was, um, some of the ones that I'd kind of originally planned on recording for this project have gone back on the rewrite pile. Mm. Um, and it was, it, and it, I, I had a, I had a couple in the bag. So I think what was, I can't, God, I can't remember what was first, but, um, there were a couple that I've done solo versions of, um, solo versions of songs that uh, that I previously done for an album or or whatever so there were a few like um she's the moon and time will heal that are just solo versions of of my previous songs so that bought me a little bit of time to get mm. to get everything else and like um not that I want to be too nerdy about like release strategy and stuff but you have to be x amount of time in front for everything to be to be released in the best possible way for the algorithm. So for stuff like Spotify, it's not all about Spotify, but it's one of the platforms where you can actually measure results and stuff mm. um, that you have to, um, you can just press the button and say, I want this to be out tomorrow, but it doesn't, it's clunky. It doesn't really work. Mm. So for there to be enough time for everything to go live on every platform all on the same day, um, you need to you need to be a good few weeks in advance. So um, I think you, I need to work about six weeks out. So I need to have, yeah, I need to have the next thing. And I was really excited about, um, I mean, the music press really, you know, really, really liked it. And um, and so in, in the beginning, there were, you know, when I first started it, there was quite a lot of excitement around it. And all that kind of thing. So there was a lot of setup and a lot of like, okay, so how am I actually going to do this? And and um, the other thing is is Bandcamp. I'm I'm um, I'm really I think Bandcamp were amazing during the pandemic, and they are one of the companies that actually really looked after the artistic community, and they still continue to do that. So if if you guys don't know what um, have never been to Bandcamp or don't know what Bandcamp is, it's a it's it's a a, a website where you can you can go and um, host your music and people can you can uh, you can follow artists there. You can listen for free, and you can also purchase if you want to, um, which some people do, which is which is great. And um, Bandcamp are still doing Bandcamp Friday, so every month, I think it, I think it's the first Friday of every month. Um, it's it's Bandcamp Friday, and they waive their fee, and they've passed on millions of dollars that they would have taken in fees they've they've passed on to artists um because of covid so um but yeah they've 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 been they've they've been really really cool and i was kind of working out how actually i was going to do this and dovetail it together with Bandcamp and, and one thing and another 
And um, so here's the band camp, guys. Like if, if, you, if anybody was ever interested. So it actually tells you if you're at it's bandcampfriday.com. It tells you it's uh, you got 24 days, nine hours. So it does look like it's the first Friday of every month. Right. And if you ever wanted to buy from an artist. It's pro- it, it's always best to get it on those days because the whole sum of the money goes directly mm-hmm. to the artist, which I agree. I, Bandcamp was amazing, and uh, they, they also partnered with Twitch along with SoundCloud, and there were some like, other ones. Yeah. And they ended up giving uh, affiliates. If you, if you had a membership through Bandcamp or uh, if you had, like, the pro membership for stream or stream SoundCloud – they gave you uh, automatic affiliation here on Twitch, so you could automatically go into your first stream, making money, getting subscriptions and stuff. Which, uh, if, bef- which normally you have to have like a certain amount of streamers, and you got to stream for so long in a month, and, and some people mm-hmm. have a hard time getting affiliates. So during the pandemic, they're really cool about like just putting people. Like I, I, I benefited because I have a sound. Uh, soundcloud pro account for my podcast so i was able to walk right into twitch and start making money right away that's not what happened but you know like but still the opportunity was there and you know after after a little while you start building a community and people come by and it's it's awesome like i i really do love the community building here on twitch and the other one that's really coming up really hard right now is that I see lots of big Twitch uh, uh, streamers going to simultaneously is TikTok. Are you uh, mm. are you in the TikTok universe at all? Yes, I am. Again, Gosh. I was a bit slow to the party. Oh yeah, me and, too. Um, yeah, I've just started um, using it really for um, for one girl one guitar. Mm. It is a little bit confusing because obviously, well, it's not obvious. Um, as well as this, I'm still recording an album with my band. Um, I'm still um, collaborating with other people. So um, Chelsea Coy, who she is fantastic singer songwriter from um, from LA. She she's had a, an album out, an Americana album out, um, and all of those things. Like it's all stories, and it's really lovely. It's a really lovely body of work. Um, her band is called Single Girl Married Girl. Is that who and you have a, a a video out with? Yeah, oh, we yeah, did. Yeah. I we, got peace. We write together, and um, yeah, I got peace, and we wrote um, we wrote this kind of like you know calming mantra meditation-y type thing. Beautiful and I mean, it just harmonies so again. Yeah, great harmonies. <laughs> I love you. harmonies. Yeah. Yeah, this um really a massive motivator for me which which actually was one of the hard things about the one girl one guitar thing because I mean some of the stuff that I did on my most recent studio album which is together some of the stuff I've got like 200 banks of vocals on it (laughs) (laughs) were you mixing and mastering all that stuff yourself or yeah I kept crashing the computer (laughs) <laughs> Ooh, I bet, I bet, man. Like yeah. doing it, um, that that's massive, man. Like it, already a hero. Uh, we had two choirs. Wow. We had two different choirs and like loads of those. So actually, um, to be really strict with myself about like, no, there's no backing vocals because 
it's just one voice. Like it's got to be enough. Right. Just well, I noticed there was a shaker voice. on that last one. So I mean, it's yeah. not technically yeah. one girl. It's one girl, one guitar, and one shaker. No, but I that's can fine. actually do that. I can play and play the shaker. Can you? Do you play it with your foot or something? What? How you do it? Um. Yeah. I got. Um. I think I would probably struggle with that percussive slapping thing and the shaker. I mm. probably do need another hand for that. But um, <laughs> well, grow another hand. I, yeah, something I used to do a lot actually when I was playing on my own was that I had a big bag of percussion and I would chuck stuff out into the uh, audience. So, like, idea. I think that's how I'm gonna get around that. Yeah. <laughs> you um, guys next, play. <laughs> yeah, the next one that's coming out is um is a Christmas song and that's got jingle bells on it. Oh, so, well, that's nice. I mean, um, yeah, I, I, I can do that. I can, I can hold the, I, I, can, I can strum and hold the jingle bells ah, at the same time. Okay, okay. I do that a lot. Well, are you going to do um, it for the recording? Um, I didn't do it for the recording. No, it's fine. I, yeah. of course, that, like, why would you? Why would you put yourself through that kind of nightmarish house? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're not, they're not all live. The first one, actually, Here Is My Heart, was live and um i mean like live in the studio mm. but i there's there's a video for that and i um i was i was i was just making a video but i wanted studio quality audio to go yeah. with it and um and it was just yeah it was it was really popular on facebook and um and i just i just thought oh, i'm just going to release this you know i'm just going to release this as a single yeah. and that's what, another one of the things that kind of kick started like when i started it and all of that did but you then, did yeah. you ever do that? i'm sorry to just abruptly change subject no, but did you ever do uh did you ever do like the pub circuit and stuff like play it like when you yeah. when you were talking earlier about like doing those art centers and theaters like cuz those mm. are places where people come to like experience art right but at the pub it's a totally different vibe people are coming there to like get laid watch the game you know be loud be rowdy and you're trying to sing your song. And, and that's another reason why because i do have opportunities to go out here around town and play like you know play top 40 or play cover bands and do that mm. uh, I, I can do that if i wanted to do that but i've want like since the pandemic i've completely lost interest in even doing that and and i have a day job now so i don't need to like go out and yeah. hustle my you know my skills that, that. yeah but but i don't know like w w there's something about the bar scene, man. That that it, I've just I've, I've just gotten way over. Um, I are, think I think it's a rite of passage. Yeah, and I that, think you're and right. You definitely you definitely learn a lot doing gigs like that. <laughs> you do. Um. Yeah. You you have to you you learn how to um you know respond to respond to an audience and read an audience and um sometimes how to get out alive and. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, sometimes what it feels like when you're singing to people who really, really, really wish you weren't there, <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and stuff like that. And yeah, it's um, I, it's it's a great, it's it, it's a great learning experience, and it's it's a great way of getting better as a musician. Because quite frankly, if you're not a brilliant guitarist, it doesn't matter if everyone is pissed. <laughs> Like, you know, if you're singing to a room full of drunk people, um, they're much less discerning about whether or not you got your guitar parts right. And, um, 
and th that's not to say that if they notice, they're not going to rip into you like you wouldn't believe because they will. But um, <laughs> they're just much less likely to notice. Yeah. And there's so many times I like I used to I used to teach people that like you know if I if I uh, messed up this part of the verse here I would do it again so that everyone thought that I'd done it deliberately the first that, time. That's the rule. That's that the golden rule. Yeah, yeah. Pretend <laughs> pretend that you did it. Pretend that you meant to do it. But it's jazz. Yeah, it's um, it was yeah. I mean, I I was I was lucky really that I. I um I was I started doing that when I was when I was really young and I've been through phases of like um being in a lot of pub bands and um yeah just you know just because I mean yeah just because it's money just because it was easy money and Wait, did um, you do that did you ever so do you did you work in London a lot I have I have played in London but I don't live close enough really for those kind of gigs to be to be financially viable but yeah, um, yeah, yeah a lot of um there's you know a lot of around the south really so i'm in i'm in hampshire okay. so if you look at if you look at a map of the united kingdom which we are going to do <laughs> there's at the bottom in the middle there's a little island called the isle of Wight, and i'm just on the mainland side let me see if i that oh golly so so can you so see cool. right right at the very bottom so down here. so right on the south coast there's a tiny little island called the isle of Wight. Right that's here. it that's it that's oh. it so i'm on the i'm on the other coast so if you come to the mainland like opposite the isle of Wight, so oh. i look out to the isle of Wight. Oh, okay. Like, so that's that's where I am. But yeah, across across the south coast, there's um, nice. Okay, so I see, I see. Yeah, I, I think it's like I think that everyone just assumes that England is London, <laughs> 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 or at least everyone in America yeah, does. Yeah, I mean, it's like I'm, so I'm, London, huh? Well, kind <laughs> of, but no. <laughs> it's it's close enough. It's close enough that when um when I need to go, I can go. Yeah. Um and yeah, I'm very I'm I'm very lucky really that they. You know, the vast majority of the gigs that I've done in London have been artist gigs. So it's nice. like, you know, artist showcases and stuff like yeah. that. I'm not Mustang Sally for the people of Soho. <laughs> no, let's hear Brian <laughs> Girl again. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I, it was because I lived in San Diego, uh, which is just south of LA. And it's like, you know, everyone just thinks California is Los Angeles. So it's, which yeah. is, it, it kind of is. But, <laughs> but, it, but, yeah, just going up there and into the beast, into the into the mouth of the beast was is always just. Uh, mm. I, it always made me uncomfortable. I don't know what London is like. I've never been to London, but like I, it, it just big cities make me super uncomfortable. But I I, I thrive in that, so I don't know. It, it I'm just that person though. Yeah, I actually have family in San Diego, and I love San Diego. San Diego's amazing. Gosh. Yeah, and before. Um, before the pandemic, actually, we I stopped going so frequently mm. a little bit before that because of, I'm trying to reduce my carbon footprint. But mm. um, I would be over to LA a couple of times a year for work, and um, and it was just so cool because everywhere you go, every, everybody just thinks you're really cool. Like yeah. You go, you, you go to LA and you've got a British accent, and everybody you know everybody thinks you're really cool. And then <laughs> um, and then we go to and then, you know we work all week, and then um, we. <laughs> It was so cool. We went, uh, we we rented a car and then drove to San Diego to see my family for the weekend, and everyone and then everyone was like, "Oh my god, you know, San Diego is so cool!" And, and you know, 
and they think we're really like they all think we're really cool because we're going to San Diego for the weekend. And then all of our friends in San Diego are like, oh my god, you're so cool for working in LA. <laughs> everywhere you go, you're just the coolest person. Like, <laughs> yeah, it don't take much to be cool <laughs> out west. You just you just got to be a little different. People are like, oh, different because everyone else is just like these. Like blonde haired, blue eyed, you know, beautiful people walking around half naked all the time. And it's like you got to really stand out out there if you want any kind of love. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, no, I, I, abso- yeah. I absolutely love San Diego. I miss it. My wife's actually from San Diego. And, Is she? Uh, yeah. So she was, she was, but I lived in a place, I don't know if you know the neighborhoods that well, but it, I lived in Ocean Beach. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, for for like 13, 14 years, and then oh, moved man. back to Ohio, which is I could so live in San Diego. Yeah. I love it there. Well, I mean, yeah. I don't know who can live out there anymore. Like, I'm I wonder how my musician friends are even. Well, I know how they are. They have lots of day jobs, but <laughs> mm. uh, but it, it's tough. It's tough right now because of just rent and. You know, I mean, you can't, no one, if you're a musician, you can't buy property in San Diego. You know what I mean? There's no, there's no, I, I don't know how anybody is going to be able to like have any sort of generational wealth to pass on, no ownership of anything out there. Um, mm. it, it's just such a weird, weird place. And especially after the pandemic, there's just a lot of homelessness going on and, it's kind of a bummer That's what's really happening. Hard, yeah. It it is. It is. It's kind of a bummer what's going on out there in California right now. I I I love it dearly, but I, I I'm actually like pretty grateful that I don't live there now. Although I was very very upset when I had to leave. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> very upset, and to come back to a yeah. place like Toledo, Ohio, which I uh, I think that Toledo and 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 the UK probably have similar weather patterns. Uh, is it humid in the summer for you guys? Like really sticky and humid? Um, not as much as it is for you guys, but yeah, yeah a little bit. Yeah, this, this summer was. Yeah, uh, but that's not. It, well, then maybe I'm just full of shit. Uh, so, it, so I, I'm just wondering, what do you have any plans on? Uh, uh, you know, touring again, or what? What? what how are you feeling right now about hitting the road again? Would you do it? Would you actually, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, we're booking out to next year. Oh heck yeah! And um, yeah, so we've got um, we've got a couple of things coming up with the band, and um, yeah, I'm just wondering because I I never really I also never really planned this, this whole one girl one guitar thing um, wasn't. I, I didn't think about it more. I honestly, it, it was an idea that I came up with in about five minutes and like, okay, so I've just, you know, that's just written off the next year of my life. But um, I I, it, I didn't go into it with a plan to like go out and start doing solo gigs or, or anything like that. Mm. I think some of my Twitter followers were a little bit like, what happened to the band? No, 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 they're still there. I swear. It's okay. They're still there. Yeah. Um, But... Uh, some people have been making noise about like booking me for booking me for solo shows, and um, I guess what would be cool is to do is is obviously I want my cake and eat it is to maybe do both that mm. um, you know I could do maybe like a half hour you know one girl one guitar slot with you know and then have the rest of the show with the boys. So oh, that'd be cool. Um, yeah, that sort of thing would be cool. So it's all um, it's all quite flexible at the moment. One thing that's happening that I never thought would happen ever again 
is that um, the folk scene are starting to get interested in me again. I think I mortally offended them a long time ago with drums and electric guitars and stuff. <laughs> is, is that what um, happens? I mean, why why are the, why is the folk scene so quick to reject? I, I mean, like even thinking back to like you know when Bob Dylan got booed for coming out with electric on stage, it's like wow. yeah, and there were so many like really cool folk like folk rock mm. bands and you know like the levelers are all like you know really electric and and stuff like that i don't know i think it was just um i think there's there's something um there's definitely something a little bit more poppy about um not i guess they weren't folk songs on electric guitar there was also like you know the kind of you know poppy elements of of what I was um what I was doing and I'm talking like years ago this was years and years ago <laughs> and I think um I was when I started when I started playing on my own when I was a kid that um because I because I had an acoustic guitar I just kind of got shuffled off to the folk scene mm. um and without and people started calling me a folk singer so I started sort of like okay maybe that okay <laughs> And I'm, I'm okay. I'll sure. Go but, um, <laughs> without really realizing that I'm not, I'm not really a folk singer. Hmm. That I think there are there are some there are some types of um, there are some genres of music where you have to be in it with both feet, hmm. and I think folk is one of those. And I respect that. Um, but they do seem to be really into. <laughs> They do seem to be really into what I'm doing at the moment. So well, that's great. And like, yeah, and and you know, every now and then the boys and I get booked to play at a folk club, and, and you know, we we go where we're asked. Like, if if people want if people want to book us, then we'll we'll go there. You know, if people want to, we're not we're not precious. We, um, what is in what is important to us is that we put on a good show, and that whoever is there has a good time. Like we want people to feel like they've come to a house party with us, yeah, and that we're like hanging out and we're just mucking around and having a good time. Yeah. Um, so sometimes that happens at folk clubs, and and certainly here in the UK, the folk clubs vary wildly from you know from one town to the next. So, mm. um, so yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely open to it, and um, there's noise starting to happen about you know maybe me doing some solo shows and stuff. But what are Starlight it, shows? Solo that? shows. Oh, sorry. solo. Okay, okay, sorry. Yeah. My sorry, bad. big pun. Yeah. Go labeled folk scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's um, it like I say, I I I hadn't um, I hadn't planned to go out and start doing solo shows. Um, but I'm, I'm open to it. Yeah. So, Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, D, I have had such a wonderful time chatting with you. I, I know we got super into the, the music stuff. Uh, I mean, but I, I, I love that. I love that you, you have such a, a great way of approaching it and you have like the working, working woman's, you know, passion for it. And I, I respect that. Like someone who is just like all in and and uh yeah like Thank you. constantly it's on your mind and, and it's it's beautiful it's great and i appreciate you uh coming on the show and sharing your your thoughts with us oh it's been so much fun i've really enjoyed it i'm this glad has been my first like live twitch thing oh really sweet cool. well this is technically your second technically. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's true <laughs> the first 
the first one where I really kind of understood well, what's happening. You, you and uh, you and your husband are more than welcome to come back anytime, and or oh, just you if to. you want to. I mean, I, it's not you don't have to. You don't come back unless you bring <laughs> unless you bring Chris. I want <laughs> Billy Ocean, okay? I want Billy Ocean's MD. You know what? <laughs> he has got some really good stories. Because because um, sorry, I know we're like wrapping up. Here, no, no, Chris, it's fine. Chris is a session player, so the difference between us is that he's a session bassist. And I'm an artist, so mm. he's um, he's like gun for hire with. Um, so yeah, he's played with Sister Sledge. He did a tour wow. with the Spice Girls in the nineties. Nice. It's like like they were the biggest band in the world. Yes, they were when, when Spice they were World, baby. Wait, that? Wait, that? Who's his favorite? Uh, I think I'm speaking for him now, but I think it was. Sporty. Sporty. All right. He said that, like she quite often would be the last one in the bar. <laughs> mighty mighty. Thank you for that sub. Oh, she would be the last one in the bar. I love that. I was like, hoping they'd all, they'd all go, you know, go to the bar after the gig, and sometimes the girls would come down, and sometimes they wouldn't. But yeah. she would always be the last one in the bar. That's tight. I, uh, I was hoping that Baby Spice would be the one who was the last one in the bar. She's just, <laughs> she's just like going wild and dancing on the the, the tables and stuff. I don't yeah, know. maybe she did. You can ask him. Yeah. <laughs> what was Baby Spice doing? <laughs> I need to know. Was she was she reckless? Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I'm just gonna. Well, okay, hold on. Before we go, who was your favorite Spice Girl? See now, this is the problem. Uh oh. Because uh -oh. Uh, Chris is a little bit older than me, mm. and I actually hated the Spice. Ah, <laughs> I did too. <laughs> I was like, when I could not stand it, and yeah. I um, and I actually have a lot to thank them for because. There was one day when I was um I I was uh, I I was always an insomniac and I still am really um I struggled to sleep and I I'd been awake really early and I heard an interview where one of the guys compared um what's the one there? I tell you what I want want to want to be with they they compared want to be with um something. With, with like the white album or something for like the, the like the Beatles had done what and I was like, this is absolute horseshit what? like I'm not I'm not living with this and they were talking about how influential <laughs> they would be and that in 20 years time we'd still be talking about them and I was like this is absolute crap I'm not having this and I turned the radio off I turned I turned well we have radio one which is like the station yeah. for new releases and stuff and I turned it off for about 10 years and I didn't listen to anything <laughs> And and I and I retreated to my parents' record collection, and mm. I listened to the Hollies and the Eagles and the Beatles yeah. and Labby Sifri and um, Bob Dylan and Joni Mitchell and Carole King and Paul Simon and all of this, and that's where I got this love of the craft of songwriting. Mm. So actually, I have two things to thank the Spice Girls for: is, it, is thank you for driving me to my dad's vinyl. <laughs> And secondly, for a really lovely husband. <laughs> there it is. Like all of these years later, I was like, and now I'm married to their bass player. <laughs> and we're still talking about the Spice Girls 20 years later. And we are. That's the thing. That's the rub, is that we are still sodding well talking about the Spice Girls 20 years later. Everybody. Yeah. Make, and like, and they, they were quite, you know, they, they were influential and they were. Hey. They, they, all the screaming I can take really. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I appreciate that. And uh, everybody, make sure that you're going and clicking on those links in the chat. And if you're listening on the audio side, make sure you're in the show notes and clicking on those links and staying up to date with what DL is doing out there. D, thank you so much. <laughs>